and How I Met Your Mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. And how are you, Natalie? I'm sick. We have been sick. We're we're on the mend, but we're yeah. both we both got sick. I think in our travels because we got sick at the same time. We went to um, friends and mothers will remember. We went planned a trip to Philadelphia and to New York City. New York City. And uh. Uh, yeah, I think every time I, I do air travel, I yeah. get a little sick. Yeah, I usually it's not COVID. don't, but yeah, we def- tested <clears throat> negative for COVID. It was a very mild cold. I feel like I'm mostly over it. Yeah, I'm just a little congested. You're a little bit behind me, but yeah, uh, yeah uh, we have been a little bit under the weather, um, but could have been a lot worse, right? Could have been worse, yeah. But yeah. we, had a, we had a great time, right? Yeah, we had such a great time. I mean, it, it has been forever since we recorded a podcast because we like banked a couple because yeah. we were going out of town. So. I feel like we're, re- well, I'm rusty, I feel. Yeah, we both are, I'm sure. But we're. Uh, this is not a podcast about uh, travel or, or getting sick. This is a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. We, we watch an episode of one each week. We watch an episode of both each week, right? Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, in concurrence, and we compare and contrast. We have all sorts of fun little segments that we do. Uh, we've arrived at season five, <clears throat> episode nine of both shows. Mm-hmm. Um Season five, episode nine of Friends, I know, is called the one with Ross's sandwich. Uh, season five, episode nine of How I Met Your Mother has a long title, and I have forgotten it. It is Slapsgiving Two: Revenge of the Slap. Yeah, uh, but we're gonna put a pin in Slapsgiving Two: Revenge of the Slap, and we're gonna jump right in to season five, episode nine of Friends, the one with Ross's sandwich. So we start at. The ladies' apartment. Everyone's over for breakfast, of course, as usual. Um, beautiful bagel spread. We had, uh, or at least I had, some really good bagels when we were in New York City. Because mm-hmm. we had dinner at the Russ and Daughters Cafe. Mm-hmm. Russ and Daughters, for those who don't know. I mean, I feel like, obviously, New Yorkers know, and I knew already what Russ and Daughters was. Mm-hmm. But it's like a, a, a market, a grocer, um, that's been there for over 100 years. Uh, but now... I don't know how long there has been also a cafe where you can sit down and have table service and eat. But we had a, a nice breakfast there, and I had a the classic bagel, you know, cream cheese, lox, capers, red onions, tomato type of yeah. spread. It was delicious. We also went It was to, my favorite meal we had in Los, An- or Los Angeles, in New York City. We also went to Katz's. We did go to Katz's. Yeah. And we tried to go to Yona Schimmel's Knishes, which it was like... I was waiting for it for so long. There was, I had, like, like our number, it. we wanted, to, my number one thing was I wanted to go to a Broadway show because I've never been to a Broadway show before. We did. We saw Book of Mormon. It was fun. Your number one thing was go to Schimmel's Knishes. Yeah. And so it opens at 11. Every and day. And we're right around our hotel on the Lower East Side, right around the corner from Yuna Schimmel's Knishes. We went there. We were there at 1059. Lights out completely. No one's there. There are no knishes yeah. to be found, and they just, like, weren't open. Yeah, we waited so, around for a while. We called. I don't know. Yeah. So if anyone lives in New York, have a knish for me and let me know <laughs> how delicious it is. I'll yeah. never know. Yeah. I want to know. Um, Has anyone been there? It's like a little hole-in-the-wall family business. It's been around forever. It's supposed to be the best knishes. Yeah. No, and they, they're this side of Eastern Europe. Yeah, but they 
They haven't tweeted or Instagrammed about why they were closed that day when they weren't supposed to be. Anyway, but we had some good bagels. Uh, probably, or I had a good bagel at Russ and Daughters. Probably better than the ones that, uh, where do you think? Well, we had, uh, well, each. They're probably getting H&H, you H&H. think? I mean, Monica's not making bagels, right? No. Yeah. No, she's no. not making bagels. So they're probably H&H bagels. Yeah. Uh, which are good. You and I have had those before. Uh, Meanwhile, Phoebe finds a pair of men's tidy whities uh, mm-hmm. in the couch. Mm-hmm. Of course, we all know they're Chandler's, but yeah. Joey, who's the only one who knows about Monica and Chandler, has to take the blame and yeah. say, I'm Joey, I'm disgusting, I take my underwear off in other people's homes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so he... Uh, um, uh, he calls Chandler over to his apartment to like have a word and then Monica joins him and first like uh, I like that Joey chastises Chandler for wearing tidy whities which I agree with yeah, I he's have, like what do you eat? yeah I literally I've not worn anything but well that's not, I have a couple pair of boxer briefs mm-hmm. I don't want to get too personal I don't really like them <clears throat> for a couple reasons they're too tight just yeah. I don't mean that they're a too small a size just the idea of boxer briefs yeah. i don't like the constriction and also the boxer i have like calvin klein box boxer briefs that are like nice but they don't have a fly hmm. so i feel like okay this is getting yeah kind of i don't like to a lot of a bath, bathroom talk mm-hmm. but i feel like if i go into a men's room i can't use a urinal with those because i had to i have to pull them down too far yeah what's the point of are you sure that am no- i sure they don't have a fly <laughs> yeah you think i might be missing it somewhere <laughs> Are you supposed to, like, rip it yourself? Like with a seam ripper? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll give it a shot. Never occurred to me that maybe I'm supposed to find, <laughs> get a seam ripper. Like, it's the the pockets on our new suit coat. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a DIY <laughs> fly. Yeah. yeah. So I don't really like them for a number of reasons. So I have I've, a I've worn. Ripper. I know. Yeah. Um, I've worn boxers since middle school. Mm-hmm. With the occasional foray into boxer briefs that I don't approve of. I'm a boxer man. Mm-hmm. Because I'm an adult. Uh, yeah, so I'm with uh, Joey for making fun of Chandler for wearing tidy whities um, Joey reveals that uh, he's sick of covering for Monica. Monica and Chandler, that he recently had to shave his legs because... Well, he didn't have to, but he but lied. either Rachel or Phoebe found Monica's, like, I'm guessing it's like a pink daisy razor mm-hmm. in the shower, and so... Joey, like, pretended that he was... Doing it for a part. Because he's going to play a woman in a play. Mm-hmm. And so he shaved his legs. Um, I don't know. There were... Um, you know, I used to swim competitively. And I never shaved my legs. But it was not uncommon at a swim meet to see dudes in the shower shaving their legs. Because mm-hmm. that's, like, you know, more aer- aerodynamic or whatever. It was a, a, a common thing. Um at the perk, Phoebe is reading Wuthering Heights, which I have never read. Have um, you read Wuthering Heights? No. I saw um, <clears throat> Andrea Arnold made a movie probably like 10 years ago. Um, I just think of the Kate Bush song, uh, yeah, which I really yeah. like. So, yeah. Andrea Arnold 10 years ago, um, starring Kaya Scodelario and James Housen as Heathcliff. Um but I've never read, I'm like, the, that's a classic movie guy, like, oh, I've seen the movie. I have not seen the William Wyler movie from 1939, which is supposed to be very good, mm-hmm. with Laurence Olivier as Heathcliff. I've not seen that one. Um, but I should probably just read the book. I read, I think I read Jane Eyre. 
I know I've seen multiple adaptations of Jane Eyre. Yeah. Like I've seen like a there's a PBS miniseries in like the seventies, but then there was also the um uh Kerry Fukunaga made a, a movie also probably about ten years ago. Um but I I think I also read Jane Eyre in high school, but I've seen a play. I I think I did as well. I feel like I just know the Jane Eyre story so well that I must have read it, but I've also seen multiple adaptations. But Wuthering Heights, I don't know as well, and I've never read it. Um, But it turns out she's doing a a class, like an evening class. She, like, missed the school aspect of Lama's classes, but she wanted something more fun and we get we'll get to more of it later but she convinces rachel to join the class with her and they're taking Um, classes she's taking classes at the new college which is very on brand for fabes right yeah uh ross shows up and he's sad because his lunch got eaten Mm -hmm. at work which like we're supposed to like make fun of him but also like if you've ever had that happen to you in a workplace it fucking sucks because it has happened to me once ever um 15 years ago, probably, oh uh, that I had a Marie Callender's frozen pot pie, I think it was, uh-huh. which is delicious. You know how much I was looking forward to that? And then it's gone. This is also a time I was like temping. It's not like I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll just like I was temping and like working in like Century City, like a not a cheap neighborhood. So it's not like, a, oh, I guess I can just go to the fucking salad bar at Whole Foods and spend 15 bucks. Like I'm on a budget here. I was a broke temp mm-hmm. and someone ate my fucking frozen pot pie. I'm still mad about it 15 years later. Yeah. What's your story? Um, It was actually, like, a few years ago, I had actually gone to the salad bar at Whole Foods, got, like, a very delicious, expensive salad, and then a few other groceries. It was, like, a Friday afternoon, and it was, like, for the weekend. Like, I had done my, like, grocery shopping for the weekend. Like, a salad for dinner, and then some snacks, and a few things from the hot bar. Mm -hmm. Like, very much looking forward to it. And it was in the refrigerator, in, like, a Whole Foods bag. And then I'm looking everywhere for it. Looking everywhere for it. It's the end of the day. Someone had thrown out the entire bag. I was livid. Yeah. And then I asked someone and was like, oh, well, they made an announcement. They cleaned the, the refrigerators out every day at five or every Friday at five. I'm like, what the fuck? You clearly like it's just a bag. Like it's only like 445. Like it's clearly someone. I don't know. Why would someone take it upon themselves to just throw away the whole thing? Is, is that was that true? Did they did you know of this policy of like every Friday at 5 p.m.? There was. But like. Yeah, we're all going to leave. Like, it's going to be fine. I'll get it out of the... It wasn't like had been there for months and it was like right. gross food and yeah. a Tupperware. Yeah. It was unopened groceries. Sad. Sick and sad. I like kind of fished out what I... What sure, was it's it still in the bag. It's still, yeah, anything I, else? Yeah, I get it. Um, you're like George Costanza, I get it. I would um, eat an eclair from yeah. the trash for sure. Um, if it yeah. wasn't touching anything? It's like sitting on top of its little like doily. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably fine. Um, Listen, friends and mothers, would you eat a trashy Claire? Yeah, okay. Would you eat a trashy Claire? Um, Not if your name's Claire, we're not calling you trashy. Just want to make that clear. (laughs) Would you eat a trash Eclair? Eclair? Um, uh, Okay. I'm like, I was telling that story, um, and for some reason I said Whole Foods. This is so unlike me. Because I was talking about, I worked in Century City. The expensive grocery store that had the salad bar was a Gelson's. Mm-hmm. 
But I said Whole Foods because like I was like, oh, people outside of LA don't know what Gelson's is. But when has that ever stopped me before? Yeah. <laughs> Usually it's on my brand to be super LA specific. Yeah. Why did I say Whole Foods? I should have said Gelson's. It would have been a better story, which would have been more true. Yeah. There was no Whole Foods there. I don't think there's a Whole Foods. I don't work in Century City anymore, but I don't think there's a Whole Foods to this day. But there's still a Gelson's. All right. <clears throat> what was I going to say? Where was I? Uh, so it turns out <laughs> Ross had some like... <laughs> A pathetic little note on his sandwich that got it ignored. So Phoebe is going to write him a much like sterner note to put on his future things. Yeah. And it's like, we don't see what it says, but it seems pretty harsh. What do she's, you think it said? Um, I think it's a specific threat. Like, I will disembowel you or I will like okay. f- burn down your home or something okay. like that. I think it's a specific threat because Phoebe is talking about survival instincts because she used to live on the streets. Yes. She yes. talks about how she stabbed a cop once. After he tried to stab her. Yeah. I mean, well, he did. Yeah. Monica said, or uh, Phoebe said, like, he stabbed me first. But Monica's like, Phoebe, because Monica's a fucking bootlicker, apparently, and loves cops. Mm-hmm. A uh, C A B. Uh, uh, <laughs> the one where I met your mother says A C A B. So Rachel shows up late to the class um, and turns out she hasn't read Wuthering Heights, so she said she had. So, like, Phoebe gives her a little bit of a, some insight. And the teacher immediately calls on Rachel. Yeah. And she just repeats what Phoebe just told her and is like the star of the class. And then Phoebe doesn't have anything to say. Um, This, okay, real quick. um, Stolen from Seinfeld. This reminded me so much of um, the story of Billy Mumfrey. Billy Mumfrey, yeah. Cockeyed optimist. optimist, Unbridled unbridled enthusiasm. enthusiasm. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's a good call. Um, I love when we compare things to Seinfeld. Yeah. so it turns out now Ross is over the moon because his coworkers are terrified of him because of Phoebe's note. So everyone's like doing reports for him and bending like their schedules to meet his. Um, they call him Mental Geller. Yeah, his nickname is Mental Geller, which he loves um, because the only nickname he ever had in school was <laughs> Wet Pants Geller. Yeah. It was from the water fountain, right? Yeah. Um, Joey comes home with a date he brings a date home on the first day on the first date which uh good for him but uh turns out chandler and monica were about to have sex on the living room floor with candles and a video camera yeah and they hide but you know they're taking it too far yeah you know uh what do you mean by that i mean keep it in the keep it in their bedroom they could do whatever they want and i'm not judging like their proclivities i'm just saying like this is an this is a shared space with you're taking advantage of Joey's you know trust I think yeah 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 it is kind of rude to do yeah. that um, so Joey's date thinks that he set up the candles and video camera to videotape them having sex on the first date so she storms off Rachel's in the hallway and overhears this so Rachel confronts Joey about being a creep and Joey once again has to cover you know um, <laughs> and say so he's a he's a yeah, that he's a perv. Okay. Uh, he yeah. makes amateur <laughs> adult videos. Um, Ross's coworker, uh, the actor's name is Michael Ensign, I think, and he, he seems familiar. very familiar. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff, so I'm sure we just know him from something or other. Um, but I couldn't like pin down any one thing that I that I knew him from. But I, I said coworker, but really it's his boss. We kind of find out. Um, sort of confronts. Uh, Ross about his... Confronts Ross about his rage. Well, for, yeah, about his, his rage and the 
they want him to see a psychiatrist um and then admits that he uh ate or stole the sandwich and much like your co-worker threw most of it away yeah which is just like insult to injury so it sets off ross he yells so loud that the birds fly away outside the museum um but he makes a point to like the reason why that sandwich meant so much to him is that he's depressed he was you know he's divorced twice he's he got evicted he got evicted he's going through a rough patch so this Delicious sandwich was kind of like all the he only had thing going well in his life. Yeah. yeah, it was a sandwich made of Monica's Thanksgiving leftovers. So we're still like post. Yeah. you know, last week was Thanksgiving. We're still. But post what that. makes it special is that there's a gravy soaked. There's a gravy soaked piece of bread in the center. Bread. He, yeah, and he calls it the moist maker. Yeah, which, which made it sound not good to me. I, I mean, it. I think it could work. I don't like wet bread. I don't like bread pudding. You know, I don't mm-hmm. like. Um, like, when I get my Italian beef sandwich in Chicago, I don't get it dipped. But I've I think never the problem had a, with turkey is, like, it's dry, right? So in a sandwich... Yeah, but the gravy is for that. But I don't like the bread itself being... <clears throat> like, the bread can get a little wet from the dressing as you're eating it. But I'm saying pre-wettened bread. This is, like, mm-hmm. there are a number of sandwiches. There's, like I said, the Italian beef in Chicago, which you can get dry, wet, or dipped. I get it wet, right. which is just the, having the jus on it, not dipped. Um, there's... A um, Mexican snack, snack called a tortas ahogadas, which is a wet, like drenched. It's a a torta is a Mexican sandwich, sandwich yeah. and it's just like drenched in in salsa. There's a stand right around the corner from us that makes them. They look great, but I've never. I just don't like that pre-wetened bread thing. Also, like um, birria, you like dip it in the consomme, right? But you dip the taco in the consomme. Yeah. So but that's, that's kind of a similar like you dip. I, I guess something, but into a sauce to soften. Often, it. in my experience, birria tacos are more fried shells. They're already kind of crispy shells to begin with, so they hold up to it more. Okay. But that's still different because you're dipping and then biting. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like with a French dip, I, I like a French dip. I love Coles. I love uh, Philippe's. I'm more of a Coles partisan than a Philippe's partisan. This is me getting LA specific again, but. In that case, it's only been wet for a second, and then I'm biting it. Mm-hmm. But if something is coming to me pre-wetted, I don't. I personally don't like it. But if you, I mean, I think in the context of this sandwich, if you distance yourself from like it's a wet piece of bread, I think as an element of a sandwich, I think it could work. Instead of just putting gravy on a sandwich, it's actually the flavors of the gravy are saturating the bread. As a component of the sandwich. No, I see what you're saying. I'm just saying... <clears throat> I think it's genius. I'm just saying the... What would you say? I think it's genius. But I don't like, I think, the texture of soaked bread. So I don't... I think I understand what you're saying in terms of... Flavor. Like, flavor and moistening. I get that. But I'm also going to get a texture of sopping wet bread on my tongue. And I'm not going to like that, I think. Hmm. Okay. Friends and mothers, do you... Like a wet bread sandwich. And like I, I don't, but like I think that it could work. I'm not saying I like I'm not, a wet bread sandwich. I'm not disagreeing. Sandwich. I'm talking about my personal taste. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I'm I mean, not saying that Ross is wrong for liking this. Yeah. I'm saying personally I wouldn't like this. Okay. But I want to note the friends and mothers. Do you, if you're in Chicago and you get a, 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 an Italian beef, do you get it dipped? Do you like a torta ahogada? Mm-hmm. Let, let, let us know. Yeah. Okay. All of our calls to action today will be food themed. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of disgusting. <laughs>
Um, so back at the the class, the next book is Jane Eyre. Turn out Rachel hasn't read this one either, so Phoebe sabotages her by telling her it's about robots, which yeah. is very funny. Yeah. Um, and then she gets called on and and uh, um, <clears throat> embarrasses herself, and yes. it's very funny. Yeah. Uh, at the perk, Monica is sharing like a sort of analog nudes. She's literally like taking a a Polaroid of herself uh, nude and um, giving it to. To Chandler, he hides it in the magazine that he's reading. I'm sure that won't come up later. Um, Ross shows up tranquilized and eating cotton candy. He's been doped up by the psychiatrist. Uh, he's on some sort of sedative, I guess. Yeah, I mean, this is not, I mean, this is a huge HIPAA violation <laughs> for your co workers to insist that you see a psychiatrist and then everyone's on board with like the tranquilizer that the psychiatrist gives you. At your place of work. I mean, is it, is it a tranquilizer? Like, do they... I think when I think of tranquilizer, I think of something you give an animal. I think well, of a sedative as something you give... But are they two different things? They're two different things, but I think what they're referring to is like a like an antipsychotic med. Okay. That it kind of, you know, acts as a tranquilizer. It's not actually a tranquilizer. Okay. And is that something that a, a person with... Anger issues would get an antipsychotic. No. Yeah. Not unless their anger was coming from like a yeah, delusion or schizophrenia issues, or something. That's not something that needs to be medicated. You would take that's therapy. No, it's or, therapy. You yeah. take you know classes. Yeah. Um, but not at the museum. The museum, at the I guess, museum, they just don't them up. They like just don't dole out the meds. <laughs> They're like the same kind of doctors who work on like professional football teams. Just shoot them up full of meds and push yeah. them back out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, at the apartment, Rachel is pissed at Phoebe for sabotaging her and embarrassing her. And we kind of find out that like Phoebe, this isn't just a fun thing for Phoebe. That like she never went to high school and she kind of wants to actually <laughs> learn this kind of this, this stuff. Um, Joey comes home with a big bucket of KFC that is like it doesn't say KFC, but it has it says finger looking good, which is the KFC. Yeah, it's clearly a KFC bucket. And yeah. It's got the KFC slogan on it, and it's the red and white stripes and everything. Um, but yeah, he's got a bucket of KFC, and he find and he finds the nude uh, Polaroid in the magazine, and then once again, Rachel, Joey's just gotta stop like. Leaving his door open because once again Rachel like finds him and it's like oh no, Joey you're taking like <laughs> she's like Joey has a peephole he takes naked pictures of us and he looks at them all eating chicken, um, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so Chandler, you think Chandler's finally gonna admit what happened? Because uh, Chandler, yeah, Chandler comes out of the bedroom or Chandler and Monica are both there or whatever, and Chandler throws Joey under the bus says he's a sex addict, um, and then Joey says no that's not what happened what happened is monica and i slept together so he makes this whole story that they slept together in london and all these weird things are because she's trying to lure him back into bed and he's he has not been uh, seduced as of yet yeah and her uh, like begrudgingly saying i was trying to entice him yeah. <laughs> it's very funny yeah and like he keeps like slapping her on the butt like yep. <laughs> that was it was all very, very funny. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where the episode ends, is with the friends all thinking that Joey and Monica slept together. Except for, well, I guess Ross and Phoebe and Rachel think that. The other three know what's going on. Um, and then there's a tag at the end with uh, 
at the classroom with the other classmates talking shit about Monica. Oh, right. We forgot. I completely yeah. forgot that Phoebe brings Monica and she's yes. like a de- teacher's pet or something. Yeah. But then fucking Max, when it was HBO Max, this never happened. But Max just cut off in the middle of the tag. Cut so I, off the end. Yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what the end of that tag was. Yeah. So they're like, Here, yeah. Friends the, and mothers. What was the, what was the tag at the end? Phoebe's classmates were talking shit about Monica, the overachiever teacher's pet. Yeah, and Phoebe claimed that she didn't know her or something like uh-huh. that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and that's the episode. Did you have any other, like, stray observations, or do you want to move on to funniest moments? Uh, let's move on to funniest moments. Okay, I only have a couple, but one uh, great physical comedy from David Schwimmer yeah. that he, like, when he when he finds out his coworkers are scared of him, and he's like, you can get anything you want through, like, intimidation. And he's like, hey... Trippiani, give me that coffee. And Joey, like, without looking up while taking a sip of coffee, just, like, stiff arms him and knocks him over the back of the couch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was very funny. Um, but also physical comedy from um, David Schwimmer. Like, Ross, when he, like, comes in, for the first time when he comes into Central Perk, he is basically, like... Paul Rudd in Wet Hot American Summer just like dragging himself in <laughs> to the coffee shop. Yeah. yeah. Just like so many like sandwiches. Exasperated, yeah, like yeah. so upset. Um, that was very funny. All right. So my other, only other one, the app, my first one was very broad physical comedy. The other one is very s- subtle, but it really made me laugh. When Rachel starts in the class, when she gets called on about Jane Eyre and starts talking about the robots, yeah. the little smile on Phoebe's face yeah. is so funny to me. When she says, Feminism, yes, but also the robots. <laughs> because the the teacher is like, well, she tries to kind of like improvise and say like, well, um, I thought Jane Eyre was very ahead of its time. And the teacher is like, if you're referring to early feminism. Yeah. Feminism, yes. But also the robots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I liked the like through line of the episode of Joey saying like, I'm Joey, I'm disgusting. I leave my underwear in my friend's apartments. I'm Joey, I'm disgusting. I take, um, I make low budget adult films. And then it also pays off at the end when Monica says, I'm Monica, I'm disgusting. Um, I'm having sex with Joey or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have more? No, that's it. Do you have more? Um, yeah, um, uh, oh, he's also, oh, when, when Rachel sees, like, the naked photo of Monica, she's, like, she just, like, jumps to so many conclusions about Joey, like, he has a peephole, um, he takes pictures, and then he eats chicken, and then he looks at the pictures. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then, like we talked about before, but like uh, Monica, like pretending that she's doing all these things to entice Joey to sleep with her again, uh-huh. and it's so humiliating for her, and it's so yeah. untrue. But she's willing to do so many things to just like protect. Um, yeah. So, like, I think I'm starting to get the impression that like Monica and Chandler are hiding this from the friends. Like, A, because they're not ready to be public, Mm -hmm. but also because they're getting off on it being a secret, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's part of, like, the doing it, like, on the living room floor or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. there's something about the, like, getting away with it that is, is, like, making it hot for them. 
It is, but yeah, I mean, Joe, Joey is the one who ultimately is pays been, the price. Been paying the price. And Chandler's not being a good friend. Yeah. 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 Um, real quick, you talked about the prop of the chicken, and we talked about the bagel spread, but also uh, muzzle to the magna. There's a beautiful like Saturn asteroid. Oh. Um, celestial drawing. Okay, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Uh, all right, should we move on to friends, but make it fashion? Yeah. There are some good and some bad in this episode. I'll start with the good. Um, when Ross is sad, when, once he takes off his sad overcoat, he's got a gray sweater vest over a lilac shirt. I thought it looked oh, fantastic. Okay. Um, and I'm still liking Ross's longer hair. I know you're not. No. But I still think it looks better than his previous season's hair. Chandler has a very strange tie. It has like... It's terrible. Well, there are a few, but the first one it has like this, like a silhouette of a woman. But in in gold, but then the woman's head and hair are in purple. Yeah, it was, it was like bad. a like an Art Nouveau. Yeah, Art Nouveau is exactly what I would style. say. Yeah, okay. but it it looked bad. It looked I did bad. not like it. Um, Phoebe, I love her in her orange fluffy jacket. Okay. Or coat rather. Okay. Um, I get to go too, right? Yeah. Um, I don't mean this in like a. Uh, a, a, a gross way. Mm-hmm. The first class, Phoebe has is wearing kind of like a schoolgirl look, yeah. but like I don't mean that in like a gross, like infantilized or yeah. or childlike, like she's sexual way. It's just like Cher Horowitz a little bit. Yeah, she's got like pigtails, yeah. right? And she's got a little like like kerchief around her neck and yeah. a blue like dress shirt, like blouse or whatever. Yeah, uh, I thought it was a cute look. I don't, yeah, uh, yeah I don't mean to be. What, what's the right? There's one I'm not. The word I can't think of that I'm trying to think of. Yeah, I don't Not think lascivious. So. There's another word. Purient. I'm not trying to be purient. Prurient. Prurient. Prurient? Okay. Yeah. Um, I like turtlenecks. Um, Joey has a good one. Um, Rachel has a good one. Tell me about, more about Joey's good one. Um, Is it Joey's bad one? <laughs> I thought it was a good one. It's kind of like stripey a little bit, like a stripey pattern. I wrote that Joey has like a magic eye type of t-shirt, type yeah. of shirt, and I hated it. I kind of liked it. It was way too tight for one thing. It uh, felt yeah. like um, it was like Under Armour, except imagine like a magic eye poster but at Under Armour. I think he pulls it off. Well, he's got the body he's for it, but I yeah. don't think it's a good look on anyone. I think if he wore the right pants, it would have been better. But he was wearing like awkward pants. Hmm. Um, but I think it looked great on him. Okay. Um, and then I don't know. Uh, so we've talked before about how much like the friend, so much of the friends' fashion from the '90s has like come back around to where it looks good again. You know. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of Monica's chokers? Yeah. I, I thought it looked good. I like it. But I, like, if this had been ten years ago and I were watching, it, I would have been like, "Ooh, that looks so like dated." Yeah. But now it like has come back around. Now where, it's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. Maybe someday the fashions on How I Met Your Mother will look good again. We'll I find out. Imagine, <laughs> I know. We will find out. Who, who's to say? Yeah. I think low-rise <laughs> jeans is never a good look for anyone unless you're super thin and have a super long torso. And even then, it's not a great look. Even then, it's tacky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's we're getting ahead of ourselves talking about how I met your mother. We still have to go under the umbrella. You tell right. me what's under the umbrella. Okay. Um, so Monica being like overachiever, teacher's pet, annoying, annoyingly so. Um, yeah, yeah. We have. Should I continue? Yeah, please um, do all the others, and then I'll see what I have any. Phoebe's troubled past, <sighs> right? Being unhoused and getting into trouble and having a sad experience. Um, Rachel being kind of a dummy. 
Like in high school, she didn't pay attention because she was like a cheerleader. She didn't yeah. care um, about academics. Also, we get a, I know, when Chandler looks at the Polaroid and he's like, you're naked. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Ross being a sad sack. Yeah, I, wrote, I have Mopey Ross on mine. Mopey Ross. Your Ross. Right? He's what? like, Eeyore? Yeah. 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 Um, Don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> I always liked Eeyore when I was a kid, I think, because I was a sad kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I have. So, well, there's a breakfast spread at the beginning. We talked about that. Um, <laughs> treating the perk as if it's their living room. Like, yeah. Ross is absolutely shouting about his sandwich. Yeah. And everyone else is just supposed to, like, go about their day. Like, this lunatic is over here shouting about his fucking turkey sandwich. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a bit of growth on Ross's part that when Rachel is like showing everyone the Polaroid, Ross is like, that's my sister and doesn't want to look at it. This is the first time <laughs> that these two siblings have ever acknowledged that there's anything gross about one another's sex lives to each other. Like usually they're like way too invested in, but he wouldn't want to look at, I don't know. I don't know. Monica wanted to have sex in the hotel room that Ross was asleep in with Chandler. Like, they got a they got a strange relationship. These two. Yeah. I but guess. maybe Ross was just protesting because he like knew he, he knows he's supposed to protest, but really he's like looking in between the, <laughs> his fingers. <laughs> oh, I don't want to see that. Do I? Um, also, there's like a moment where like when Monica says that she slept with Joey. Like, Ross does what he thinks he's supposed to do and, like, gets mad at Joey, but he's so, like, tranked up that he doesn't, like... Or no, he's like, I'm too stressed out, and then he takes another pill, yeah. I guess. So Yeah, oh, that's right, yeah, that's right. This isn't good for my rage, and then he takes another pill. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, how's Ross going to react when he finds out that it's actually Chandler who's been sleeping with his sister? Yeah, who kept it a secret for so long. But again, Ross is not being the protective older brother... I think he's jealous. <laughs> so jealous. That's the impression I get with these two. All right. Um, is that it? Should we take a quick break? Yeah. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of the Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Okay, we're back, and we are ready to talk about Season 5, Episode 9 of How I Met Your Mother. Again, it's called Slapsgiving 2, Revenge of the Slap. Okay, so we knew it was going to be Slapsgiving 2. So it's Thanksgiving 2009, and this is the first Thanksgiving in Lillian Marshall's new home. Yeah. So Lily is very excited, and Marshall's very excited. He gets a 22-pounder. And then in the first scene, he unfortunately leaves it in a cab. Yeah. Um, but then 
uh, Ted and... Oh, that's a good... Okay. Um, have you ever... Here's a good question. Have you ever left anything in a cab or an Uber? I don't think I ever have. I think I have. But nothing like... Not like a cell phone or anything. Yeah. I had... When I was a kid... I think I've left a sweater before. Yeah, when I was remember? a kid, I... Oh, go ahead and Yes, in our old house, I left a sweater and I got a hold of them and they brought it back. Oh, okay. You ran out and got it. Huh. Do you remember that? No. I left a cardigan. I remember you thought you left your neck pillow when we came back from the airport. And the woman came back and I went down there and went through her trunk with her only for you to realize <laughs> that you hadn't forgotten your neck pillow. You'd already put it away. Like it was the first thing you put away. <laughs> and then you immediately <laughs> forgot you put it away and looked at your suitcase and went, where's my neck pillow? <laughs> That never happened. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I did have, you can ask my mom, I had um, an unfortunate habit of leaving jackets on the school bus when I was a kid. Mm, Yeah. Multiple jackets I lost on the school bus. Yeah. I recently left a jacket at the Red Lobster. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you realized it like right away. Yeah. And we we were only a few blocks away when we went back. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm really bad at that. Um, Okay, so... Um, Marshall's bummed out because he left the 22 pound turkey in the taxi, mm-hmm. but, uh, Ted and, uh, Robin come to the rescue because they went to the Port Authority lost and found and got the turkey back. So saved Thanksgiving or so we think. Um, yeah. yeah. so Marshall is so grateful that he's going to, he's so grateful about the turkey that he's going to gift the fourth slap to Ted and Robin and then uh, leave it up to them who gets to use it. And Barney is pissed off and he says it's non-transferable, but the slap um, Slap commissioner commissioner, um, says that that's, that's okay. Yeah. Um, So there's a lot of fun slap puns. Um, And then, of course, we get a little refresher on the the three slaps that we've seen before. Yeah. And that's always fun to see. Yeah. I wanted to point out something about this, though. Um, did you notice how much skinnier season one Marshall is than season five Marshall? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. It's Sometimes you get that with those, with those flashbacks. You forget, yeah. You know? Like, it always, you and I are big, or maybe more so me than you, we're both fans of... Angel, the show Angel, the Buffy spinoff Angel. Yes. But, like, he's supposed to be a vampire who, like, is eternal, eternal youth or whatever. But David Boreanaz is, like, look, season one of Buffy, David Boreanaz, and season five of Angel, David Boreanaz are so different looking. Yeah, he gets, like, kind of... Beefy. Yeah, Yeah. puffy. Yeah. Um, So there's a knock at the door. Um, What can ruin this, this perfect Thanksgiving... Um, but it's um, Lily's dad, Mickey, played by Chris Elliott. Always fun to see. Yeah. Um, and she's very, very upset. We realize that she has a very complicated relationship with her father. He's kind of an absentee dad. He's always disappointed her. We get flashbacks to him, like, toiling away at his, <laughs> like, board game. Yeah. Like, he wants to invent different board games. Yeah. And they're all very silly board games. Um, I feel like I built this up too much because I feel like I've been for years teasing like we're going to meet Lily's dad and it's played by an actor we really like. Yeah. And like it's Chris Elliott. And I looked at you and you were like, oh, yeah, 
Who's Chris Elliott? I thought we loved Chris Elliott. We do. Okay. Yeah. I guess I wasn't that like shocked to see him because I think he but shows up. But you in were the delighted. Way. I was delighted. Yeah. We love Chris Elliott. Yeah. He's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, so yeah, we learn, we get flashbacks to Lily's childhood and, you know, she, she's upset because like her mom had to work two jobs. And I, I mean, I feel like maybe they're like, maybe he has like schizophrenia or, you know, something where he can't focus on anything else besides a specific ta- task at hand, which is like. You know, working well, you're, on, di- you're diagnosing someone yeah. on a fictional TV show told through Ted's through, memory. Yeah, like it's, of someone else. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, from yeah. what we've seen, those are some of the yeah. indicators. What's funny to me about his <laughs> board games yeah. is that he comes with all these crazy board games. Clearly, the first thing he does, though, is design the box for them. Yes. So <laughs> he the has bo- these, like, completed design so boxes. This is props to the props department, <laughs> yeah. but we get... To see the game. So one is called uh, Car Battery. One is Tijuana Slumlord. One is called Clown Demon. One is called Dogfight Promoter. Well, I think it was There's a Clown Demon Under the Bed. There's a Clown Demon Under the Bed. And don't forget, on Car Battery, the tagline is, how long can you hold on? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then finally we get Diseases, which... Like we get like to see the actual game being played. Yeah. Present day Thanksgiving, yeah. Um, so Lily is so upset that he showed up, and she said, I'll never forgive him. Um, he is dead to her. And then we see Lily doing her um, you're dead to me stare, which causes people to explode. Yeah. So a couple things about this. Um, I was reminded of Willow. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Willow. reminded of season six yes. Willow. Yes. Um, yeah, who also had... Discolored eyes and yes. didn't cause people to explode, they were like but she black did. Eyes. Black eyes, yeah. and she did with her the power of her mind flay a man alive. Yes, um, but also you skipped over a big thing in the flashbacks. The, the The final straw was that he moved back in with his parents, her grandparents. We, we'll get to that. Okay. Okay. Yes. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, we'll get to that. Yeah. Well, we were going to get to that with similarities, but okay. yes. So he, yeah, the final straws, he moved back in with his parents, with his parents, parents. her grandparents played by. I don't know who he is. I don't know who he is. But but she is Christina Pickles. Yes. Worlds colliding. So. Because Judy Geller. Is also Lily's grandma. Is also Lily's grandma. Yeah. Which I was like. (gasps) Yeah. I think I made that sound too. Yeah. Remember when, um, do you remember the real estate agent who sold. Lily and Marshall, their place was Janice. Yes, yes. So yeah, worlds are gonna collide. Yeah. Again. Um, okay. Uh, so Barney and Robin are like kind of arguing. Ted and Robin. Ted and Robin are arguing yeah. about the slap. Barney is just kind of like anxious throughout this whole episode. He can't relax. Every time like <laughs> Ted grabs for a chip, he's like bracing himself. Every time Robin fixes her hair, gesticulates. Yeah. He's nervous. Um, he can't stand the anticipation. Um, Lily is stressed out. We see um, all the other instances where she gave, like, the look of death, you're dead to me. Um, one was a neighbor. Another was her a bridesmaid. And then another was the bodega owner, which we'll Mr. come back Park. later, Mr. Park. But I want to put a, I want to stop and talk about bodegas because mm-hmm. New Yorkers love their bodegas. <clears throat> yes. And I feel like it's become a thing in other parts of the country to be like, uh, New Yorkers think they're the only ones who have 
convenience stores. Yeah. But I'm going to be the rare Angelina who's going to stand up for the New Yorkers here. Like, a bodega is something more than just a convenience store. It also has, like, a flat-top grill and, like, that. You get breakfast there. You get your coffee there. You go there. At the end of the day, you yeah. know them. It's a convenience store and a deli. It yeah. has a cat. They know it's you by big, name. It's a staple. Yeah. Yes. So I think I will stand up for New Yorkers and say that thing. That sort of thing is far less common. Yes. I'm not saying it's completely uncommon. I yeah. definitely like. There used to be in Hollywood. There was a, a a liquor store with a deli counter, which I thought thought of was kind of like a fancy bodega. Um, it's not there anymore. It's a different liquor store now. Um, in Chicago, there was one by my school that was very mm-hmm. bodega-like. We do have, in certain parts of Los Angeles, um, probably more common where we live than where we used to live, uh, but we have what you would call a, a tiendita, which is a little store, and often those uh, will like either have a taco stand or like outside as a part of the thing where there will be someone like making tacos you can get your do your little shopping and get a taco that's a little bit more like a bodega mm-hmm. but i just want to defend the people who always like yeah. every time bodegas twend- trend on twitter it's because a lot of people outside of new york are saying like new yorkers think they're so special because they think they're the only ones that have a fucking 7-eleven or whatever it's like no it's different it's yeah. a specific thing it's that small I will stand it's up family for. operated yeah. and it yeah yeah it's a part of the community whereas like a 7-eleven is yeah Still and part of a community, yeah. of course. What I will say, it's not the same thing, but to any New Yorkers who come to Los Angeles and they're looking for that like breakfast sandwich fix, mm-hmm. it's at the donut shop. And there is a donut shop within a couple blocks of you, wherever Guaranteed. you are in Los Angeles. Yes. Yes. Um, and as we know, uh, it's probably owned by Cambodians. It's like a whole... like. Yes. Uh, um, culture of uh, yeah. Cambodian-owned donut That's shops. That's where, like, that, like, the pink box originated from, Los yeah. Angeles Cambodian yeah. donut magnate. But it's, like, it's, yeah. it's a cool family yeah. story. So, yeah, the donut shops aren't the same as bodegas, but if you're missing that, like, I want a greasy, like, breakfast sandwich first thing in the morning, you can get one at the donut shop, and it's probably pretty good. Mm-hmm. The one um, around the corner from us, uh, when I get my, like... Um, breakfast croissant they put um avocado and jalapenos on it for me which is really really delicious. and this is true in other countries too like when i when i lived in london for that semester we had um like our bodega and we knew the guy's name and he knew us and we got the same thing every day um so yeah um yeah friends and mothers let us know your favorite bodega or whatever you call it yeah yeah um Okay, so <clears throat> let's see. Okay, so Robin is pissed off. Um, Marshall is trying to defend Mickey, and he sneakily even like met with Mickey at McLaren's yeah. because to him, like family is so important, and he wants a close family. He when they have kids, he wants their family to be close. Um, I one hundred percent get how Marshall feels about family and that he wants to feel a part of the elders family, but it was still very, you don't go behind your partner's back like that. Yeah. So he's, I mean, he's coming from a good place because we get a little reminder of how Marshall's family is like super happy and close. And there was a funny scene, even on video chat. Um, uh, So Ted and Robin are um, fighting over the slap. Ted at one point says, I'm still in love with you. (laughs) As, like, a ploy to, like, get her to yeah. let him have the slap. Um. 
Barney Marshall, like Marshall does okay. cross the line by, against Lily's wishes, inviting Mickey in to her over Thanksgiving. Over the threshold, yeah. Over the threshold, and she said he will never be allowed in, over the threshold. Lily leaves. Which is what I would and do, too, if I were in Lily's shoes. They're sitting there for quite some time playing disease with Mickey, and Marshall's like, this is ridiculous. I need to go find yeah. Lily. He goes down and finds her at the bodega, and... Lily is real broken up about Mr. Park dying. So she actually, like he was dead to her and he actually died and she's crying over it. And there's a funny kind of sad moment with, um, Mr. Park's widow, I guess. Yeah. It was kind of sad. Very sad. Oh yeah. Um, My, uh, when I worked in, at a, um, Video store in Chicago. We had a convenience store down the street. Not a bodega, but it did have, like, fresh produce and stuff, which was cool. Um, but it was called Din's. And uh, Din, like, the, the, it was like Din and his brother were the two guys who worked there, and we we knew them. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I keep going back to this bodega type thing. <clears throat> it's a good topic of conversation. Um, uh, okay, so, yeah. And mm-hmm. Lily's saying, like, if I feel this way about Mr. Park, imagine, like, how I'll feel about my father. Yeah. Um, and so they all, she comes back home and they kind of hug. They're all playing disease together and it's disgusting. And at one point, like the gallbladder ruptures and it gets <laughs> like lead paint. Um, yeah. Well, there's, intestine. I don't know if this is in, it's not, okay, I'll say it. He's like, uh, it gets like the bile from the, the gallbladder bile. gets yeah. over the, Horse bile? the food. Dog bile? And, so Chris Elliott says, don't worry, it's not real bile. It's just lead-based paint and, and some horse bile. And some horse bile. <laughs> and it's all over the turkey. Yeah. It's all over everything. Oh, that's what inspires Marshall to finally leave. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, Thanksgiving is now completely ruined, and yeah. she put so much time and effort into this beautiful yeah. turkey. It's also funny that one of Marshall's, this is just occurring to me, one of his arguments, like, to try and, like, temper the thing about how, like, Lily doesn't want her dad eating Thanksgiving and Marshall says like, well, we'll just give him the dark meat. Um, oh yeah. Which I think like is funny, but also reflects how like tastes have changed. Like that's the best part. These right? days I think people I recognize think. that dark meat is the, is the best, is the best part. It's maybe the less healthy part, but it's the better part. Cause it's, you know, more like fatty. Okay. I think. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Let me know. I, I, that's, that's what I think. There's a reason like why, when you get like chicken shawarma, it's usually dark meat because it's going to be richer and heavier and fattier and tastier. More moist. But if they just put a gravy. That's all I need is a moist maker. Just need a moist yeah. maker. Um, okay. So um, Mickey's back. They're all together. Um, and then we're back to the slap. Who's going to get it? So Robin gives a slap to Ted and she says, you deserve it. You are left at the altar. You've had a rough time. And he's about to do it. So he... He does like a wind up and then at the very last minute he's like, no, I want you to have it. He gives it to Robin. Um, she does the wind up and then she wants to give it to um, Mickey. Mickey. And Mickey is like humbled. He loves the idea. He yeah. does the wind up. And the whole time Barney is like, come on, you got to be kidding. And gives it to Lily and Barney's like, no, you can't do it. You're the slap commissioner. And she's like, no, I could do it. Yeah, slap that commissioner says it's okay. Um, and then like she gives it to Marshall and Marshall says, this is the whole reason why I gifted it. I knew it was going to bring us all together. And so everyone thinks they're okay. Barney finally has like a sigh of relief. He's like, and there will be no slap this year. There will be no slap this year. Unties him and then gives the best slap of 
this, yeah, yeah. Barney's like, what a relief. This is the best Thanksgiving. Oh. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, but I liked, uh, we kind of skipped over, and I don't know, maybe if it were one thing, I would have put it in funniest moments. But I love that once Ted and Robin start arguing, Barney starts acting like... He's acting like Ben on Lost when he's like first captured in season two, and they're like, he or is it is that in season one? It's been so long since I watched Lost, and he's like playing them against one another, even though he's tied to the chair. Yeah, he's like playing them against one another. Yeah, uh, no, it is season two because it's in the hatch. Anyway, um, yeah, it reminded me of Ben on Lost. Okay. Um, okay. Hey, you can, we can compare everything to Seinfeld. I can compare everything to Lost, right? Yeah. yeah. I only watched it the once, so I don't. Yeah, I've seen it plenty this. of times. Okay. Um, and then we get like a tag at the end, which is um, uh, this, uh, what it was a slap bet commercial. And yeah. So Mickey has made a new game. Mickey has made a new game called slap bet. And it's very, very funny because all these kids are like slapping one another so hard that they all have like red faces. At one point there's like a grandma playing with them and the grandma gets slapped and the grandma's slapping kids. Yeah. One kid yeah, has it's like, like fun for all ages. Yeah, <laughs> one kid has lost a tooth yeah. because of a slap. But it's also clearly just blacked out. It's just blacked out, and it's the voice of the commercial is clearly Barney. <laughs> oh, is it? Do I didn't notice even notice that? that. No. Yeah, Barney voices a commercial. Yeah, and that's the end of the episode. All right, should we move on to funniest moments? Yeah, I loved all the slap puns like slap Prentice, Eric slapped in, slapping thrown. Um, slap absolutely. Slap absolutely. Um, poison slapple instead of a poison apple. I, didn't, I missed that one. Yeah. Uh, well, I had the slap bet commercial as one of my funniest moments. Yeah. So the only other one I have is when we get the flashback to how close Marshall and his family yes, are. Yes. That they have Sunday di- Sunday di- dinner together over like Skype, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, and he's at the head of the table, and when they and he leads them in prayer and joins yeah. hands, and Marshall on the Skype like screen. Pulls up like two mannequin hands, like he's holding hands to make it people. look like they're all <laughs> yeah joining hands. Yeah, yeah. I so that's my that. only one, other than the slap bed commercial. I had that as well. Um, we mentioned before, like um, Mr. Park's wife, I guess. Yeah. When when Lily's like, if I feel this bad about Mr. Park and I didn't care about him at all, and yeah. that's the, the man who meant literally nothing to yeah. me. <laughs> and that's the part that she she yeah. starts crying and yeah. runs away. It's sad. Yeah, it's very sad. Um, yeah, that's it. All right. Well, let's move on to me. how I met your mother would make it fashion. Oh, boy. Robin's purple dress. I wrote that it's like there's a. It's like they're having a conversation. They're fucking with us at this point. They're trying to make her look as bad as possible. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't it deserve ke- every it. Work, every week it keeps she getting worse. She doesn't deserve it, what they're doing to her. It looks like a child's craft project. Yeah. It's, it's not good. It's awful. <laughs> The only positive thing I had was that I generally just liked Chris Elliott's look. I liked his, like, he was wearing, like, he basically looked like um, Rivers Cuomo, but, like, in a retirement home. Like, he had, like, a, like a, a mustard sweater over, like, a collared shirt with, like, brown corduroys and, like, what I would say were, like, um, the sneakers, but, like, if you know, like, like, German, like, trainer, like, type of sneakers. Yeah. Um, He just looked like a 90s hipster who hasn't changed his look. Yeah. Like, normcore, kind of. Yeah, yeah. 
What about, should we go under the umbrella? Let's go under the umbrella. I usually start here. Um, yeah, slaps. There are a ton of slaps. Yeah. And then uh, the flashback to Lily, to Mr. Park being dead to Lily the first time is because he gives her caffeinated coffee when she specifically asked for decaf insists it is decaf and then we cut to her lying awake in bed at night yeah, and she yeah. does the you son of a bitch oh yeah I wrote <laughs> son of a bitch and I forgot I yeah forgot so that's really like a new catchphrase just this season yeah you son of a bitch yeah and I like it yeah um, that was actually in my funniest that I forgot to mention okay um, yeah just like arbitrary rules of something like too many rules to like the slap. Oh, okay. I thought you meant the game. But yeah, they probably have a lot of... I'm yeah. sure there's rules to the game as well. Yeah. Um, should we go to similarities? Let's move on to... Uh, yeah, I. my favorite segment to introduce was coming up. My favorite oh. segment is similarities because you're so good at it. Okay. Um, so we talked about Christina Pickles. Yep. That was a similarity. Um Okay, uh, well, obviously, like turkey, turkeys, turkey spread, um, Ross's sandwiches, turkey. But it's also specifically Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving turkey. turkey. It's Thanksgiving leftovers. Yeah. yeah. So Thanksgiving food being ruined is one I put too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, um, the the position as the host being taken very seriously. A lot okay. of lots of care. Being, so Monica is always right. like the host of every sort of celebration, and right. Lily's taking this very seriously because yeah. she's the host in her new home. Um, <clears throat> we get slaps in both episodes. <laughs> Joey slaps Ross at the perk, or he kind of <laughs> no, pushes he pushes him. him. Yeah, he kind of pushes. That's him. funny though. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I guess violence against friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, extreme anger. Okay. Um, so Lily's extreme like oh, yeah. anger, and then Ross's Ross rage. having rage issues. Um, let's see. Um, okay, so creepy to friends. So that's that's kind of like an overarching thing that's going to happen in both. Yeah, Joey shows. tries to get Monica to yeah, sleep just, with him just, just to once. like help keep the secret. Just once. Yeah. <laughs> But he also says, you and I get to do it, which is, like, yeah. so childish. So childish, yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, though, we had... I know there's, like... There are, like, similarities that are actually things that happen in both the episodes, but yeah. there's just overall similarities. And overall general similarities. Monica and, Ray, and, and Chandler are apparently taking a page out of Barney's book and videotaping their sex acts. That's sex true. Acts. Yes. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, that's all I have. All right. Should we play favorites? Yeah. Three, two, one. Friends. friends. Yeah, I mean, both good episodes, I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, uh, yeah, both both good episodes. Um, but I do think we're seeing, we're getting to the point where How I Met Your Mother is kind of like doing the like SNL trotting out its stock characters thing again. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to do another Slapsgiving, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they're going, they're reaching back into their bag of tricks. Let's give the people it's, what they want. Yeah, it's not not the greatest look, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, you and I are big fans of uh, what we do in the shadows, which is currently on. I like to try and talk about current sitcoms as well. Uh-huh. Uh, what we do in the shadows, which I would consider a sitcom. Um, and I feel like ever since season two, Whenever there's a new season, people are like, 
is Jackie Daytona going to come back? Right. Is is he going to do? And I, is Lazo going to be Jackie Daytona again? And I kind of want to be like that episode was great. Yeah. It's amazing, even. <clears throat> it still exists. Yeah. Why do we want to ruin this? Just let's let them do new things. Yeah. I don't want to see the same thing over and over again. Right. And so, I do hold a little bit of. Uh, 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 a grudge, I guess, against How I Met Your Mother for going back into the well uh, here, whereas Friends is um, having fun with its new territory. Um, but we still get like little bits of like, I know, or oh my, yeah, like we still true. get like little pepper, like that's fine to have inside jokes with the show. Yeah, yeah, but they're not yet yeah. like rehashing entire storylines, which I feel like they probably will eventually, mm-hmm. but. Um, and also, I just, like, I feel, I, I don't know, I just love this whole season. I love Courtney Cox's performance. I love how much you can see how much fun she's having with Chandler, mm-hmm. um, how much fun she's kind of having keeping a secret, but mm-hmm. also, like, I, I just think that she's really selling this whole storyline, and that hasn't gone away, and that, that's a big part of why I liked this episode. Yeah. And her choker. And her choker. Yeah. Uh, let's catch up on our correspondence, Ooh. which we have, of which we have plenty because we we haven't recorded in a couple weeks. So that's um, very fun. So Jackson, uh, oh, that's <coughs> excuse me. So um, actually, Jackson sent us a bunch of stuff. But so you and I also did. I do another podcast. It's called Battleship Pretensions about movies, mm-hmm. and we have a Patreon where we do video stuff. And you and I did a video taste test mm-hmm. of uh why well, some burger king you had the burger king sunday mm-hmm. and then we had amc brand popcorn that mm-hmm. you can have at home um and so J- i thought these were how i met or the one where i met your mother correspondence but jackson i guess watched that oh. video or at least listened to the audio of it only if only at the you can go to patreon.com slash battleship retention and and uh, sign up for yourself. Uh, so Jackson says, I hate the taste test episodes, but I listened to this one because of Natalie. Oh, thanks Jackson. Uh, they say that, uh, Jackson works for AMC and loves their popcorn. Is it supposed to taste stale? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I like. I always it. think it tastes kind of stale, but in the way it. I like, um, Jackson says bars closing at two is perfectly reasonable. I think that's something we talked about on that. And I'm, I'm with, I'm with Jackson in this. Um, Jackson, at- Jackson worked at a bar in Missouri that closed at three. Yeah, when I was in St. Louis, bar time, uh, last call was three. And it sucked. Uh, PSA, support your early morning bar workers. Does early morning mean end of the night or like bars that open at like 6 a.m.? I think Either way, night. just end always yeah. always tip. Yes. And then Jackson says, I want to tell you my story of seeing little women at Alamo Draft House. Ooh. We'll come back to that because okay. these are tweets. They emailed their story. Okay. So we'll get back to that later. Okay. Meanwhile, uh, Paige, our old friend Paige, says there's an ice cream truck in my neighborhood here in central Ohio. The hello has been a joke for my friends for a while. LOL, we also question what the ice cream man has in his van because I've only ever seen adults getting ice cream. <laughs> hello. Hello. So I guess, that, yeah, that's not the only one. Um, what else? Uh, that might be... It for tweets tweets about the one where I met your mother. Um, Let's see. Oh, man. I'm very popular on Twitter, you know? Mm -hmm. Just got a lot of tweets. Mm -hmm. 
Um, no? Okay. So, going into emails, got a couple here. Okay. Uh, Rebecca, um, who was emailed before, Rebecca says about the beef ribs, uh, the app you guys are gonna watch, this is actually the last week's, but she... Okay. Because we recorded them, so... Um, so she was someone episode eight of Harming Your Mother. Uh, the ep you guys are going to watch next, Barney makes a comment about beef ribs being gross, and all of a sudden they're great. So I don't know if you remember, this is like fat suit Barney mm. when he's like sitting at, oh, okay. at yep. McLaren's yep, with, yep. with Marshall. He's like, Do you ever notice how beef ribs used to be gross, but now lately they're really great? Zarek mm-hmm. uh, says, My fiance and I quote that to each other anytime we see beef ribs on a menu or in a grocery store or really anytime they're mentioned. I don't know where Rebecca is from. I feel like beef ribs don't get mentioned very often in my life, but that could yeah. be a. Uh, California uh, thing? Yeah, it could be a a knock against California, Southern California. Uh, not because we plan on ordering them, but Barney's saying that it's just burned in my brain. <laughs> uh, and then finally, let's get the uh, payoff to Jackson's Little Women story. Okay. And I have not read this yet, and okay. it's kind of long. Oh, we get photos? There's a photo, too. <gasps> so. Jackson says, I was living in Austin and had joined a book club. The theme of the club was all women authors. Didn't know that when I joined, I was just a single person wanting to meet women, which I did. Married, smart, opinionated women. And a couple of older gay men. It was great, and I read some books I never would have discovered without them. One night, we decided to go see Little Women as a group. None of us had read it, and I confess my exposure to it stopped with Rachel getting Joey to read it on Friends. (laughs) The movie ended. I loved it. Went to see it again. This time was at Alamo Draft House in Austin, so naturally there was a bar attached to the theater. The bar also had a stage, and during our conversation at the bar, a show started. It was a burlesque show, but that doesn't begin to describe it. There was a guy and a girl. It was a pain show, the kind of thing where the guy put clamps on his nipples and hung heavy things from them. Fire eating, you get the picture. They brought out a bed of nails, asked for volunteers. I, being the resident weirdo in any situation, raised my hand. I laid on the bed of nails. It was fine. Then the girl and the show laid on it also fine but then she was like now you stand on my chest i was wearing cowboy boots i did not want to stand on her chest but i did no one was hurt someone took a picture and it was awesome all because i went to see little women with my book club so here is a picture i don't know if we can i don't know but this is a picture of jackson in cowboy boots standing on a woman's stomach and chest while she's uh laying on a bed of nails at the alamo draft house uh, in Austin, of which I think there are like three in Austin, but um, great love, story, Jackson. I love every bit of this. Great picture. Great photo. Um, yeah. What cool if, cowboy boots. What a fun experience. Yeah. Adventure. Yeah. Um, although, I mean, Alamo Draft House, there's always just reason to be mad at them because goes, going back to like they've had multiple Me Too things where yeah. the uh, the owners like covered up for um, guests who were abusing their staff but now uh i guess at one of the um uh alamo draft houses the projectionist tried to unionize and the alamo draft house just like got rid of projectionist positions in an hour like we use a technical engineer damn they should know better yeah they should know better be union busters yeah secret union busters yeah um i think i could do a bed of nails yeah i could do kind of into it i don't know if i would have anyone stand on me but i think I, i think i would yeah yeah. No, I think I could do it. I definitely would not do the hanging things with my nipples thing. That's not. I do like uh, suspension. Yeah, but what about the like, like what about like hanging from your skin? Where they like do like the hooks in people's backs and hang them from the skin? Like I don't I think, think I could do that. I think I could do it. Yeah, I think I'd be into it. Yeah. 
I wonder if we could take classes. Yeah. Where do you learn how to do that? Okay. Maybe Jackson. Friends and others. Yeah. Where do you Specifically learn? Specifically Jackson. <laughs> Jackson. I feel like Jackson would know. As the resident weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you learn how to suspend from your skin? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, now it's on to my favorite segment to introduce, which is called How Were We Doing? This is where we look at what was happening in the world on the days these episodes aired. Season 5, Episode 8 of Friends, the one with Ross's sandwich, aired on... I lost it. Oh, I had it. December, Thursday, December 10th, 1998. And uh, based, on, based on the website that I used for this, uh, this was apparently the most boring day in history. <laughs> Nothing happened. <laughs> I don't know. Um, YouTube star Mackenzie Lusky was born. I don't know who that is. Um, and uh, do you know who Berta Singerman is? No. Let's look at Berta Singerman died. <coughs> An Argentine singer. Okay. So Berta Singerman, R.I.P. Berta Singerman. Oh, she was Belarusian Argentine. Ooh, okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean... She sounds, yeah, she's yeah. One, of, one of my people. Yeah. One of the tribe. Yeah. Uh, so RIP to her. Top five songs in the U.S. on Thursday, December 10th, 1998. Uh, at number five, Shania Twain, From This Moment On. From This Moment. I don't I think, Okay. Okay. Uh, Lauren Hill, doo-wop, that thing, that thing, that thing. Uh, at number two or number three, Divine Lately. At number two, Deborah Cox, Nobody's Supposed to Be Here. And at number one, R. Kelly, I'm Your Angel. Okay. Got no no love for R. Kelly um, in this room. Season five, episode one way on nine of How I Met Your Mother, Slaps Giving to Revenge of the Slap. Is this Deborah Cox? Yeah. I don't know. I don't hate it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like this song. Yes. Yes, we like it. Yeah. All right. Deborah Cox. Nobody's supposed to be. Oh, yeah. Okay. I like that song. Uh, season 5, episode 9 of How I Made Your Mother Slaps Giving to Revenge of the Slap aired on Monday, November 23rd, 2009. So this was, I mean, I was about to, like, have my first Thanksgiving with the Schaefer clan. Was that at my apartment? Uh, no, it was at it? your sister's. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it was the first time I met her boyfriend Boyfriend at the time. Okay. At the time. Yes. Okay. Um, as far as things that happened that day, um, the Large Hadron Collider at CERN near Geneva, Switzerland has seen the first atom collisions. I remember there being a lot of talk about the Large Hadron mm-hmm. uh, Collider and um, I think Certain people, certain skies falling type people were like, this could end the world, yeah. which I guess technically it's like a one in a 100 billionth chance, but technically the Large Hadron Collider could have ended the world, yeah. but it didn't. Yeah. Uh, and someone who knows more about science can definitely correct me if I'm saying something stupid. That's kind of what I remember. Uh, top five songs in the U.S. on that day. Uh, at number five, our favorite band, Lady Antebellum. Need you now. 
AKA Lady, Lady A. A. Oh, everything about Lady Antebellum is so funny to me. It's a terrible name. It's like such a butt but, of our jokes. Like yeah, we are because always... they also did a series of Lipton iced tea. Well, it wasn't. It was the little, little like the little like the flavor packets, packets that yeah. you pour into water. <laughs> and those commercials were the funniest thing yeah. in the world. Yeah. Um, there's like the one their tour bus is broken down. Yeah. And they're all like hot and steaming and they said let's go into the park and hand out Lipton packages to people and then like pr- play an impromptu show in the yeah. park and everyone's grooving yeah. and there was one they're like at a, like a concert like in a small uh, there were so many of them that were so funny yeah. but then post George Floyd like a lot of bands like just the, the, the Dixie Chicks became the Chicks you know a lot of band a lot, a lot of artists were sort of um, reevaluating what their names said or, or their practices so they decided we're no longer Lady Antebellum, Antebellum meaning pre-war, you know, uh, meaning pre-war South, meaning the slavery era. Uh, they said, we're just Lady A, <laughs> without thinking to look up the fact that there had been a Another. black female artist using the name Lady A for yes. years and years yes. before that. Yes. <laughs> Everything about them is so stupid and funny. So stupid. Um, yeah, wow. And number four, re- Replay by Ayaz. Hmm. Okay. At number three, What You Say by Jason Derulo. Uh, I put that on my Spotify playlist to listen to, but I haven't gotten to it yet. Okay. Um, number two, Owl City Fireflies. Uh, and at number one, Jay-Z, Empire State of Mind. New York, where you just were. Yeah. It was the concrete jungle where dreams are made of. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I guess our final segment then is called... Challenge accepted. This is where we try to predict what's going to happen next week on each show, armed only with knowledge of the episode title. Uh, but first, we have to look at see. We have to see how we did last week. I don't even really remember. So, um, <laughs> I said that the one with Ross's sandwich, uh, hungry, hungry Joey, eats the rest of Ross's Dagwood-style sandwich and incurs the man-childish wrath of the elder Geller, Geller sibling. I mean, I. I mean, there was a wrap. I also, I almost yeah. like should get a half a point for so. predicting the wrap, but we don't do half points. Um, I think we should, but yeah, we don't. Um, you said Lily and Robin go head to head with dueling friendsgivings. That didn't happen. No. So we were both wrong. But if but anyone's going to get a like, point, it would be you. I mean, the fact that I cor- uh, correctly predicted it was about someone else eating Ross's sandwich. Yes. Because we just called the one with Ross's sandwich. Someone else eating Ross's sandwich, and mm-hmm. Ross getting. A blind rage. Yes. Like, yes. Yeah, disproportionately angry I think about you it. get a point. I don't get a point, but thank you for saying that. Now, I want to move on to our next prediction, so I'm going to need you to vamp for a second. Oh. Enchanted Jangle. <laughs> Freeze-dried... I'm sorry. Stri- <laughs> you know how Trader Enchanted Joe's has jangle? jangle, and they're like all kinds of different jangle? But it's not just a Christmas time? No, there's, there's, yeah, there's different jangles. I see. So enchanted jangle. Crunchy curls. Crunchy girls? Curls. Oh, okay. Crunchy chili onion peanuts. Beach day gummy candy. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> Season five episode 10 of Friends is called The One with the Inappropriate Sister. I could, <laughs> obviously there are places my mind goes immediately, yeah. but it's probably not going to do that. I'm going to say, but there has to be something. Oh, could it be about Ursula? Oh, okay. 
Okay. Um, Ursula shows up and insists on some sort of parenting rights over Frank and Alice's baby because of course her womb is the same as Phoebe's in a way. Okay? Okay. That's my prediction is that Ursula is the inappropriate sister and it has something to do with Phoebe because it occurs to me that Ursula like Ursula is also Frank's half sister. Yeah. But like have Ursula and Frank ever met? Yeah. I don't know. Um So I'm going to say it's something to do with Ursula and Frank and the kids. Okay. How I Met Your Mother, Season 5, Episode 10, is called The Window. The Window. Okay. Um, Okay. The Window. Okay. Um... So we're going to go back to Ted being kind of like his hopeless romantic self. Okay. He's going to be a peeper. Okay. And he's going to idealize a woman he sees in a window and kind of assume, make assumptions based on what he sees. And they're going to be wrong. So basically, Ted's going to be a peeper in a window. uh, Peeping Ted... How should I say? Peeping Ted idealizes Mm -hmm. idealizes his uh, unassuming target. Yeah. He's Uh, like rear windowing. He's going to rear window someone. Target in a kind of in a kind of creepy romance version of Rear Window. Yes. Okay, that's good. Uh, And that's it. Um, Let's see. You can find us wherever you found us. You already found the podcast. You did a great job with that. Thank you so much. Keep doing it. Please tell your friends, tell your mothers. I'm sorry, I'm stealing out of his line here. Uh, I know, I'm like Robin Williams. It just like comes out of me, you know? Uh Uh, Yeah. um, I'm just like Robin Williams in a lot of ways. So many ways. Uh, words just come out of me and also I'm very hairy yeah (laughs) what else are you gonna say I don't I don't wanna lose you oh yeah I'm also yeah in that way too yeah (laughs) no that's terrible uh what was I gonna say so you can also find a post for every episode of BattleshipRetention.com. You can leave comments there. You can email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. You can follow and tweet at me on Twitter at, on Twitter at Davy Pretension. Uh, our calls to action this week. Would you um, eat a trashy Claire? Uh, would you eat a trashy Claire? Do you uh, like soggy bread? Do you like... I specifically do you like a wet bread sandwich. And I mean, like one of the existing forms like 
a dipped Italian beef or a torta ahogada? Like, do you like, I'm sure there are other, other cultures probably have other wet sandwiches that I don't even know about. Do you like a wet sandwich? Um, what was the classroom tag at the end of the Friends episode that we missed? Yeah. And where uh, could we safely explore Bed of Nails play? <laughs> or getting hung or from our, skin. suspended by our skin. Yes. And, up, and nipples. Yes. Um, have you ever left anything in a cab or an Uber? Uh, what is your bodega? What is your version of a bodega? Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of them. We have a lot of them. Um, but that's it. Uh, that's what I have. Um, that's where you can find the show. That's where you can find me. Natalie, where, where do you want people to find you on the internet? I don't, as you know. Um, I'm sorry we're so congested and we don't have like the sexy Phoebe lounge singer version of a cold. We're just like kind of grossly no, stuffed I think, up. No, I think you sound great. Um, you're too kind. Um, but yeah, um, you should rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mothers. Um, let us know. You have lots of calls to action. And if yeah. these don't appeal to you. There's plenty of old ones too. Or anything you, yeah. you'd like to. But yeah, give us five stars, why don't you? Yeah. Write us a review on Apple or iTunes. Apple Podcasts. Yeah, yeah it I think is what it's called. Find now. Us. Yeah. Until next time, we'll see you at the Port Authority Lost and Found. <laughs>